You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's message is an audio conversation with Bruce Lingaman entitled, To Kill a Lion. This is part one of four. Welcome to the Amish Voice Conference call line with guest Bruce Langeman. Bruce and Ruthie Langeman have been in Christian ministry since they got married in 1976. He's actively teaching, building life-building seminars and classes, marriage conferences, leadership courses. He's pastor, Pennsylvania, minister he, with the Hopewell Network of Churches. He has nine children and 11 grandchildren, and he's here to teach us tonight, talk about his book, To Kill a Lion, Destroying the Power of Lust from the Root. And anything else you want to add about yourself, Mr. Ungman? Well, you know, that's that's pretty thorough. We do uh, pastoring. We do a lot of conferences. i just uh, been having a lot of conferences with pastors and counselors. We just did a conference with uh, from the Lancaster, Lancaster Conference Mennonites, and we did 23... Uh, Couples and just on leadership topics and enjoy that and so it's uh, we actually we're just part time pastoring now uh, so we're doing more of our teaching and training now so yeah but every otherwise than that that's pretty thorough. Bruce, are you with? Are you still traveling with uh, Door of Hope? Some I am. Yes, uh, we okay. have our conference coming up in November. So uh, yeah, we've we've done several conferences this year, but. Uh, I'm not sure what next year will look like, but as far as this year, we're we're going to fall, we're going to uh, finish up this year with Door of Hope. That's great. I I think you really fit in there. <laughs> well, thank you. All right, Joe, would you like to open with prayer and we'll get going? I would love to do that. Yes, Father, we come to you tonight because we desire deep within our souls, we desire to draw near to you to experience you, not just partially, but fully know you and walk with you. And, Father, we know that sometimes the devil throws objects in our journey, in our path, and they cause us to stumble. And one of those things is obviously pornography and sexual abuse. And, Lord, as we talk about those struggles, tonight, I pray that you would, first of all, give Bruce a clear mind until he overflows with the Holy Spirit and help him, Lord, to speak with wisdom from heaven. Father, I pray also for all of us who are on the conference line already that you would help us to open up our hearts and that you would help us to receive everything that you have for us tonight. We're thankful for this time I pray that the devil would be cut off and that he would be cast away and would not be allowed to hinder this call in any way. That's right. All glory to God. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Joe. That's great. All right. So welcome. And this is the Homage Voice Conference Line with guest Bruce Lungeman tonight. If you'd like to listen to this call later or tell other friends or family to listen to it, 
You can dial 641-715-3800. That's 641-715-3800. And enter the access code 89752. <clears throat> so tonight we're with Bruce Langeman. Could you tell us what made you write a book, To Kill a Lion? From your experiences or counseling, or what was that? Well, uh, as a, I was a professional counselor, and uh, uh, in, in this is uh, the whole testimony of the book. This is uh, in the in the initial part of the book. This testimony, but what happened was I was a uh, counselor at a place called Abundant Living Ministries, and I uh, uh, it seemed like everybody who uh, every man who had a some kind of sexual problem or was struggling in that way was assigned to me to counsel and uh one day and uh, one day we had a what was what we called a continuing education conference at our counseling center where counselors from all over the region uh, would come to our our um, counseling place and then we'd ha- we'd have uh, special speakers who would come in that were experts in different areas and and help us all as counselors to get better at our counseling and um, this particular uh, time, a man came, and he was talking about sexual addiction, and he was actually talking uh, more specifically about how God has shown him how to help homosexual people develop heterosexual uh, physiology again, and but he was talking about it different than I had ever heard it. And uh, at that same time, I was also part time pastoring a church. The church wasn't big enough for me to go full time yet, and uh, so uh, I did a lot of preaching against immorality and whatever. But I never heard the way this man presented it. He went to the heart. He went to root issues, and then tried to just fix the sexuary. He went to uh, uh, issues of the heart. Well, anyways, I called him into my office. Uh, after uh, everybody left and he was packing up his stuff and I called him in and I said, now, I said, listen, I said, you know something I don't. I said, I counsel a lot of sexually addicted people and I'm just frustrated because I'm not able to set anybody free and uh, and I don't know why. And uh, so he uh, he started talking to me about my own sexuality and, he, and because he knew something that in the areas that you've been set free in your life, whatever you've been set free from, you will have the authority to help other people in that area. And so if I wasn't having the uh, uh, the ability to help other people sexually, he wanted to know, well, what's going on in your life? Well, I told him the truth. I, I did not, I was not into pornography. I was not into masturbation at all. I mean, zero. Uh, magazine, zero. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at bad movies or anything that had to do with pornography. I kept myself clean in that area. And very clean. And uh, my wife respected me. She knew I kept a clean butt. He said two things that led to this book. And it, and he's after I told him this, instead of him praising me or or saying, "Wow, aren't you great?" He said the totally total opposite. He looked at me and he said, "Well, I perceive that you have a sexual problem." And the, you know, I was devastated because hey, here, here I was a counselor, and he, and this counselor, I'm just telling him that I, I'm not into that, and he tells me I have a sexual problem, and and that led to uh, a 15 year journey. And I, at that point, I didn't, I didn't intend to write a book. It was my wife who kept on saying, "You need to put this into a book," because what I found out is that even though I wasn't doing it, I had the want to in my heart. I wasn't free in my heart. 
And that's what the the book to kill a lion, that lion is the lion of lust that was in my heart. And it was in a cage, but it was still alive. I was just strong enough to keep it in the cage. And and God took me through a series of of, uh, healings, inner healings in my heart, where I was able to kill that lion and uh, not kill my sexuality. I don't want to do that. I still want to be strongly sexual. Every man needs to be that way. But but he, he killed the lust that was just, just driving in my heart. And took me, in the book I say, he took me from being not free to, to free not to. Not free to means I would want to. I want to, I'm not allowed to. To free not to, which means in my heart, I am free to walk in purity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one and that led to the writing of the book. <laughs> that uh, uh, after after uh, I got so so healed, and then and then just through my counseling changed, and all of a sudden God started teaching me so many things. And my wife kept on saying, "You need to write it. You need to write it. You need to write it." And so to please her, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people thank you for that. It's hard to well, yeah, I I thank her for that too because. We, we just get testimonies just continually, testimonies from men who have been set free uh, by their book, not only men, but women also. Yeah, and you talk about in your book how this is a, a lot of people don't talk about this. You say most sexual offenders are masters at covering up their sexual involvements because exposure means social shame or loss of something precious. So it is difficult to talk about, especially with other Christians, because most men are ashamed of these things. That's right. So, and it means even more when somebody like you helps other people by being open about it. Yes. So we have we have 24 callers now. Okay. If you have a, if you have a question for Mr. Langeman, remember you can press 5 star, and we'll see that you have a question, as most of you are on mute, and then we can get to your question when we have time. So if you have a question, press 5 star, and we'll see you have a question. So, Mr. Langeman, you talk about, too, in your book, not just coping with the problem, which is not just keeping the lion in a cage, but overcoming it, killing it. And most Christians, it seems like they're taught, just fight it, deal with it your whole life, like you said in your book you did, but we're never free from it. So what's, how does one get to be free and not just fight it? Well, you know, that's, that's the big question. How does one get free? And I think uh, you're right. The, the, one of the greatest truths I learned in... And I believe that it is a growing uh, uh, approach now. Uh, it, uh, and I don't know if my book has opened a lot of doors or there's some, some other people that God's been revealing the same thing to, but, but you can't overcome sex, sexual lust, by fighting sexual lust. Because all you're doing is you're fighting a symptom of a deeper issue. Sexual uh, immorality, lust, uh, sexual addiction comes because of many different issues in our heart. And it's when there's voids or, or places of pain in our life. Now, there's many places it can come from. But when there's these places of pain in our heart that have not been to the cross, what the mind does is the mind medicates the emotions through sexual fantasy. And that's, that's just the way, the dysfunctional way the mind works, and that's the dysfunctional way that sexuality, our sexual physiology works. It medicates the pain in our heart by creating a need to fill that void of pain uh, sexually. And it is a counterfeit drive 
for the intimacy and love that we we really all as one. So uh, we can. Uh, there's there's just so many uh, different areas that uh, when I when I learned about my own life and I learned that that uh, you know I because I tried to fight sex from the outside and just fight sex by uh, or fight my um, desire for sex by focusing on sex. And even though I didn't have a problem, I knew that there was this inner desire that I wanted to change. But, um, you know, all the books, uh, even the books I read as a counselor to try to get better at this, so many of the books, not all the books, there's some great books out there, but so many of the books, they leave you feeling guilty and shameful. Well, guilt and shame approach just makes the whole problem worse. That's not what Jesus came to do, to just to put condemnation, guilt, and shame on us. He came to give us the tools to set us free. Hmm. And that's, that's the excitement about it, that getting, uh, or overcoming sexual addiction uh, uh, or dependence on sexual lust is actually a life-transforming process. It will transform your life as you get to the roots of what's causing it. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you, you also write that to try to overcome sexual addiction outside of the power of the Holy Spirit will only lead to failure. So what role does the Holy Spirit have in overcoming this? You say that's where we have to start, and without the Holy Spirit, we can't overcome it. Well, um, you know, <laughs> the way I look at it is, and this is right on the first page of, of my book, is, or one of, in the first chapter of one of the first couple of pages, uh, Jesus said in John chapter 8, in about round about 32, he said, You shall know the, tru- the truth, and the truth will set you free. And the role of the Holy Spirit in this is to expose the lies that Satan has injected into men's minds, the lies about the pain uh, that we are um, uh, housing in our hearts. And, and to reveal the truth that puts these lies to flight, literally puts these lies to flight. And so the power of the Holy Spirit comes as he reveals truth to us. And, and honestly, I, I say it again, I can't imagine someone overcoming an addiction to sexuality without the Holy Spirit giving, giving guidance and shining his light in the darkness. Uh, I, I, but for me... It was a 15-year journey. Just I felt like God was right by my side. All right, yes. Jesus thought we can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. So. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. You told us to try to try on our own because we're only going to fail. You, you talk about sexual abuse a lot. That you say ranking at the top of all things that destroys lives is sexual abuse. And later you say the most common door to sexual addiction is sexual abuse. So can you talk a little bit about the sexual abuse? Yeah, I um, I run into this more and more. It, 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 it uh, in, in our culture, because our culture is so sexualized in one area, there's, there's two arenas. There's a place where our, our, our culture is sexualized. And what I mean by that I mean that there's so many uh, temptations, there's so many sexual influences in our world, and there's so many places it, 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 that, that makes it easy to get a hold of lustful material, uh, pornography, etc. 
uh, on phones. You know, if you have smartphones, it's very easy. Or even on Google itself, you know, Google, there's many places just simply kids can, can find that we have a sexualized culture. And because it's so sexualized, but on the other hand, uh, the problem is exacerbated because uh, there's, uh, there's cultures and there's places where, and parents, families, whatever, that don't talk about the subject. And so children grow up and they become adults and they're ignorant about morality. They're ignorant about their own sexuality. And when I say ignorant, I, I, I mean just they lack the knowledge that they need to have about sexuality. And so they don't know how to handle it. And so what happens is they, they experiment because, because they have this driving uh, urge uh, to express themselves sexually which is, it's normal to have a, 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 uh, an urge to drive your, uh, to, uh, to express yourself sexually. It's just God has given righteous and holy ways to do that in the context of marriage. But, so what happens is, uh, uh, as a result of people experimenting sexually, they abuse uh, cousins or daughters or uh, friends or family friends or uh, and very common is bestiality, where they will express their sexuality a very, uh, in a very hidden way uh, with uh, animals involved, and 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 it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. But 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 sec- what I say in the book is, somebody who's been sexually abused, it's a fertile ground for them to develop sexual addiction because sex- being sexually abused creates a wound in your heart. And that's why I say almost nothing wounds a person more than being sexually abused. And that's why in our conferences, uh, especially my wife, she stands up and she says, she says people, she says, especially to men, because I do more conferences for men, she stands up and says, men, you keep your hands off those girls. Because you touch those girls, you will ruin their lives. Now, can they be healed? Absolutely. Can you receive forgiveness if you've done that? Absolutely, 100%. 100% forgiveness. But sometimes it doesn't, you know, for, for the victim of what you've done, it doesn't take away the fact that sexual abuse will almost inevitably alter a person's life in a negative way. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again, and have a blessed day.